Mm-hmm. Okay. So Patrick and I, I'll let you, you started this up. So why don't you give a quick intro of kind of like what we decided we wanted to talk about for this episode. Um, and everybody, if you want to comment to us, we're trying to keep these 30 minutes or less. Um, I should get a little timer up here as well. But yeah, get it wrong. Timer. <laughs> and we're timing. Start. So what are we talking about today? Oh, I need the doc. <laughs> You know, uh, I mean, really what we're going over is, is like when you train one thing, odds are that another thing is probably going to be different. It's, it's a scale and it's always, it's going to be, it's going to be different, you know? So I thought it'd be good to kind of just run over those topics. Um, you know, if you're a, if you're a hill climber, you need a high FTP. If you train FTP all the time, what's going to go down? So that's kind of just why I wanted to run run over these things with you. And I think that's great because I think it really, when you start thinking about training, and I've tried to have more of these conversations with people when we first start laying out their program, so many people don't understand why is it important to have your a events selected and planned because that dictates what you train and that dictates what you're trying to get better at and you're not going to get better at everything and while i don't think every athlete needs to have a races you know if you're a cat three and you're trying to get to cat one yeah maybe racing at 95 percent for most of your races is a better plan than putting all the eggs in one basket but you can still try to learn and understand how to peak but i think the mindset's a little bit different but the biggest thing is, you know, if you're going to a race where Fort McClellan road race and you have a five minute climb, where like based on the course, a lot of stuff is going down there and you're training over and over for this climb and you have a 40 K TT the next weekend, you're not going to be most likely at your best for a 40 K TT the next weekend. Like you can't do both. And we'll get into that. Um, how do you decide what to do? And sometimes that's the thing about cycling. You can't do everything Um, without being verbose. I got in a conversation yesterday with somebody about the cadence drills that you were talking about in fast ad Friday and how quickly they noticed a, an improvement in their natural pedaling style. And I said, man, it's something that I want to do more of. I just, I, you can't do everything. Like do everything all at once. You can't be doing intervals and training and every single freaking day. It just doesn't, you would, your mind would explode. A robot could do it, but um, maybe I'm just not robotic. That's, I mean, yeah, there's like the physiological aspect of, you know, you work on in one way, other things will suffer, but then the mental side of it too. Like if you're just, if you're just burying yourself in one thing, you're going to burn out or, or if you're trying to do 50 things, you're not going to do 50 things. Well, you can only do a couple things well at a time. And that's the whole Block training, like what are we yeah. focusing on this yeah. block? We're, uh, this so between VO2 and you know, and then you flip back and forth. Go ahead. Uh, should we go over the terms just one very time? quickly because that's something I think people can Google. We want to make sure that it, we hit all levels. But if you don't know what these terms are, definitely read beyond what we tell you today just to get a better sense. But why don't you rip through them? Yeah. So P max is basically your one fold revolution of the crank. How many? How? 
um, how much your max wattage would be. FRC is like your anaerobic capacity. It's the amount of work you can do over threshold. Um, you can spell that a couple different ways, but basically it's like 30 seconds to one minute all out. That's like your FRC. You can deplete that, you know, at it's a hundred percent. Um, modeled VO2 max is when we're talking about that, we're talking about, um, in WKO5, based on your CP curve, PD curve, it's going to take a few different inflection points using what your anaerobic capacity is and what your threshold capacity is and what your, you know, three to six minute range is. And then it's going to give you a model of power. It's pretty accurate. Um, Here's an interesting thing because someone will call us out on this. VO2 max is not a wattage. There's a max aerobic power. But VO2 max is a physiological state where it's, I forget what the exact definition is of how much oxygen you uptake. This is actually a cap four question they have coming up that a guy on trainer road jumped in and had a really good like explanation of it. But, you know, if you want to go way too simple, but let's just do it because that's what we were all trading on. VO2 max is 120% FTP. <laughs> like that's what everybody said for the past hour long. And everyone's like, dude, that, that's not right. So You'll read, you'll read 105 to 120. Just understand it goes much deeper. And that's a great thing for you to Google hit FTP. It's yeah. Or even to like not dumb it down or simplify it further, but just it's. Yeah. If you're not doing that, you're not VO2 max. Yeah. And if you can hold it longer than six minutes, it's also not really VO2 max. I don't know. What about eight minutes? They, they say oh, it's VO, yeah, 10 minutes or 12 minutes. It's, it's, it's complicated. We're, we're, we're moving on. We got 25 fun. minutes left. Yeah. Uh, MFTP is uh, your modeled uh, aerobic steady state maximum. Stamina would be um, your capacity to ride a high percentage of your MFTP out past about 75, 90 minutes. Um, and that's where it starts to judge stamina. And we're all talking WKO5 um, metrics. And then TTE is your... Um, time to uh, what you're able to hold time to MFTP for. Yeah. So what are the cost benefits as you sort of laid out some bullet points here? Um, and even I think give five minutes, five to 10 minutes to this. Cause I think our goal is to help people understand like, okay, well, what do I try to improve? Like what, how do I know there's so many metrics now? Like what am I, what do I look at? Because you have yeah. okay five and you haven't used four or three, you're like, whoa, there's a lot going on here. It's 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 deep. There's I mean, there's just a lot of different elements to the program. Um, but I, so like I don't know if if you're, it, it depends. I mean, we have an, an event specific one down the down the pipe coming up that we'll talk a little bit more about specific events. So I don't want to get too stuck on that. But like, so if you train PMAX and FRC and you're really focused on like someone who's really concerned about this would be like a track sprinter or, you know, not even a, a crit racer necessarily. I mean, that matters, but it's complicated. But if you're, so if you're trying to really, really build your FRC and PMAX, you're going to become stronger and stronger anaerobically. Like, like football players are have somebody who's like very, very explosive, very anaerobic. They're they're going to be training FRC PMAX. But if you do that enough, 
your body just starts running hot, you're gonna you're gonna have a reduced threshold. So like that's gonna be the the cost if you spend a whole season on Pmax and FRC. Like that might be race winning power in a crit, but if you're redlining five six minutes into a crit because you don't have enough aerobic strength, then what's what's the value there? Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is, and I don't have it pulled up on my phone. Uh, oh yeah, so like VO two max. If you if you crush VO two max, like endlessly, it's you your aerobic power will go up. Like if you're working really really diligently at VO two max, but if you're if you're doing that, it, you have to do a lot of it for it to really, really work to you to, for you to see a physiological change. And it has to be pretty condensed and it's really hard. So like the mental side of that is if you're not executing these intervals, well, you're just getting tired. You're not really seeing a fitness change. Um, so let's make sure though, it doesn't have to be a lot. It's a, the dosing has to be intense, but you don't have to do six weeks of it. You can. Yeah. Do- when I, yeah. No, I, 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 when I say a lot, I, I'm thinking like two, three weeks where you're doing it two to three times a week. Yeah, just so, we, just so people, just so we're not saying a lot and people are making their own yeah. determination of like, totally. I'm gonna go do it all the time. It's, you're not gonna actually have, that's where quality comes into play. And like I was highlighting there, you know, it said that um, I could do, VO2 max is the FRC FTP when you're using WKO5, um, a minute 45. I mean, it's like a huge number here out to 19 minutes. That's gonna be more on the FTP side. Um, but so you can go and do like three minute, just all out and get yourself to what Patrick said. (laughs) And, you know, that breathing, that panting is VO2 max and to plug the product that has changed the game. Sorry, I have something in my eye. Um, AeroFit helps you control your breathing in those situations. So if you want to get better at going hard, think of doing these two block, doing the block of two weeks of intensity um, and look at other ways to improve yourself as an athlete, do breathing exercises. So it doesn't have to be with AeroFit. You can look up, you know, um, do you know what the, what the word is for that? Like deep breathing that shout out to Andrew Crater. We were talking about this at the um, Red Bluff Grand Fondo. He does a lot of breathing and it's a lot of holds and you use your nose with the mouth. Obviously that's, that is called breathing, but like, it, it's pretty cool to look up and there's some um, like yoga name, you know how there's like scorpion pose. Yeah. Pranayama. That's not, I'm not saying it correctly. Can't pranayama is the, I think that is it. Yeah. Anyways, Google pranayama breathing. I'm sure you'll find it. Okay. Next one. MFTP. So, I mean, of course, right? Everybody wants a higher FTP, but well, right. But it's, like, why? It's a simple question, but like, why? What do you think? Why would you want a higher FTP? Higher FTP means it's it's like if um, the more aerobic strength you have when you're going harder than 
your aerobic max, you're going to use that FRC up, right? But if you're, if you have more, if you're going to start to start to drain that FRC, but the more aerobic strength you have, the less draining you will do to that FRC. So the more you'll have left in the tank when it, when there's an attack going down. So so said differently, I think is like, Johnny has an FTP of 300. When it goes to what, let's say 500 watts, he's into FRC. Johnny works on FTP and gets up to 340, like huge gain. Now when it's at 500, he's only VO2 maxing. It's less of a match. Like the heart, and I think that's what people miss that we try to explain is like, people think of FTP and they're like time trialing or I'm breaking away. Yes, obviously that matters and that is tied to time to exhaustion. But when we're talking about bike racers, it's just going to make the harder stuff easier because the harder stuff isn't as hard to your body physiologically. So it's, um, but I think to your next bullet point, or same bullet point, but is it worth the cost that you have to put into it? Because if you really focus on FTP, it's a double-edged sword. You might not be as good at going really hard. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, the more... And this this is dependent on kind of how you're addressing FTP training too. But the higher your FTP, <clears throat> excuse me, it's likely you're going to reduce your Pmax. It, you're going to reduce your FRC. So if you can't afford that reduction, maybe you're better served not focusing on FTP. Also, the, the, the next part of that would be like, if you're a bigger rider, you're naturally going to have more watts. And unless you're doing crazy climbing races, you can afford to have like, you don't have to necessarily have such high absolute watts because you already have those. You don't need to train your absolute watts up. Um, whereas if you're a little per, a littler rider, you do need to train those absolute watts up. So like if you're, you know, if you're a all arounder, you have, some flexibility here but if you're like slightly smaller you'd like need really need to have more more aerobic maximal power so it'd be better to really try to focus on intensively always pushing that mftp i think it's really interesting too because when you look at all these metrics um i was actually going to create a blog that i've been thinking about ever since the tour of south florida of the importance as an american cyclist whether you're doing your first Grand Fondo, or you want to be a crit racer, or you want to, you know, do stage races, being an all-around cyclist, since for the most part, we don't just climb mountains, is probably your best shot at overall success. Because we do so many varied types of racing, and especially now with gravel taking off, and, um, you know, some... I was going to say cyclocross is kind of its own little niche, but it's sort I mean, even, you know, Tim Cusick talks about in webinars, how really that's a lot of FTP driven um, success comes from a high FTP in that with VO2 max. It's just being an all around good, strong cyclist that can do a lot of things. You don't have to be the best at all of them, but you need to be able to get to the end of the race. And there's so many little races in between that we sort of talked about in the last podcast, all these little missions, um, it's not that you have to win every mission, but you have to survive them. So you have to survive the surges. You have to survive the three hour duration. You have to, you know, so I think a lot of, I think, would you agree most cyclists should focus on being an all around good cyclist? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think specializing, you know, people are like, I'm a climber. I'm a sprinter. I had a guy in Memphis who was like, I've realized I'm a good climber. And I was like, that's funny because there's no hills in Memphis. So I don't know where you went to, but Mount Memphis, I haven't found that thing yet. <laughs> Did there is an overpass. There is an overpass. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it just, it really, it depends on the person. It depends on where in the country you ride. It depends on mm-hmm. a, a lot of different things. I mean, it, it really should be pretty individualized um time let's go stamina <laughs> so stamina like soup probably uh, it's a really really important road racing metric and it's super duper trainable i'm thinking here like you get your sweet spot out to 90 minutes and you and you have a two-hour race like you're gonna be in pretty good shape you know but here, here's, I see this one as having a pretty huge cost because you can train your stamina, but you're going to have a lower FTP. You're going to have a lower FRC. You'll be able to just like hammer for days. You can grind it on the gravel, but if the hill tips up a little bit, then you're probably, unless, unless you have a really, really strong VO2 max to begin with, you're, you're likely, if you, if you narrow your power band by increasing your stamina, you take away from your top end, that's going to that's gonna hurt you more than it's going to help you. And I've watched all the webinars on stamina and stamina is like the metric that everybody passes over. And if you look through the forums, people are like, how are people using stamina to get better? Actually, I think it, yeah, real life applications. If you're looking to cut any one of these out, cause you're like, oh, there's so many things to improve on. Stamina is the one I would just, you can watch the metric and see what happens as the other things train. But personally, I hope people know I'm always 100 with you. But I don't even look at stamina. Couldn't tell you what my stamina is. It's good. <laughs> you're you're strong for long duration. Yes. Um, but yeah, oh, so the last thing I'll say about stamina, if if you have a if you have a seven watt per kilogram, and I'm just throwing a very large number out for 10 minutes, you know, you can probably afford to work on stamina because you have such a crazy amount of aerobic power. So then you can afford to maybe not have if you have such a high vo2 max you have you can afford to not have as high of a threshold and you can afford to not have as high of an frc that's that's all i'll add about stamina okay what's the uh time to exhaustion time to exhaustion i think just this this depends on this mostly depends on the athlete for me like if you have a if you have races where you have to stay on the gas for 45 you know there's going to be stretches where you have to be on the gas for more than 45 minutes um like pretty much full gas making sure you have that hour time to exhaustion that you can hold your model threshold for an hour is going to be is going to be super duper helpful but if you're a beginner racer or you're doing you know 10k Zwift sprint races I'm getting a little too specific here but then you don't need that long stamina you need more raw watts so you should be trying to make that 35 minute TTE taller not pushing it out so like manipulating TTE can go two ways I mean that's a really that's a pretty specific metric to to what you're focusing on and I think a super fun thing that people can do is uh they can't see that um 
go and if so say you're trying to do three hard sessions a week and you know you've got your Tuesday intervals maybe you're doing them on Wednesday or Thursday the next day and then um I'm not doing group rides right now so I'm like oh there's you know I can self-inflict intensity I can do fartlek potpourri rides one thing you can do is go in look what your MFTP is see what your time to exhaustion is and be like all right I'm gonna go ride 387 watts and I'm gonna try and do it for 50 minutes or I'm gonna try and do 395 watts for 45 minutes like go take these two numbers and go beat them. It's, you're going to be motivated because I mean, shoot, who doesn't want to come back and see the computer algorithm change and be better than it, than it, uh, it feels good to beat the program. I love being the program. And, <laughs> you know, I think the more you use the tool, the better you get at it and the better you'll understand it. And, um, you know, I think there's just, the, the thing is too, don't get lost amongst this. Always go back and ask yourself, why are you doing this? What is the goal of this? What are you trying to become as a rider? And if you're a new rider, Patrick made a point. Uh, it's actually one that we're going to talk to in one of the next episodes. You know, you're going to, from your continual cycling, because you're going to adopt the mindset that consistency is king, and you will continue to make gains as a consistent cyclist, you're going to maybe work on PMAX and FRC. And yeah, your MFTP might also go up because you're just riding more. These conversations of when the balance comes more into play when you're more of a seasoned cyclist and you're really getting those extra few percentage points of improvement, that's when you see it more. So if you go out and you start training, you're like, wait, I'm getting, what are you guys talking about? I'm getting better at everything. Enjoy that time because that time will unfortunately come to an end at some point. Um, that's not a plateau. That's just, you're kind of hitting the natural increase that you can get as a new cyclist. But that time is phenomenal when you're just setting PRs every week, you're getting faster. You feel like you can just crush every ride. Um, just keep trying to get stronger and always go back and look at your um, power, your PD curve profile and find where, you know, if you want to be a cat too, like what do you have to improve? And you would open this up and make it bigger. So you could, really see it all but um with eight minutes left to go max how do we want to close this out i think my my closing point is you know look at don't even i would almost not even say like okay what is the cost look at what is the benefit and does the benefit line up with your goal as a cyclist and one example that i always go back to i had a guy who was a cap four and really wanted to upgrade. And he would do these criteriums, a local crits, you know, good 30 to 40 man field. And he would break away and he would get caught with five laps to go. And I said, Hey man, will you, you can clearly break away. Why don't you wait until there's five laps to go and then break away. And he did it once in one. And then he would come back and he would do it again. And he was trying to ride these like a time trialist when really he's an FRC guy that can blow the brakes off people and he can't stay away for a really long time, but he can stay away long enough. And he's like, well, dude, I want to win a race. Like you want to race you used to solo off the front. And I'm like, but I'm an FTP guy. I'm a time trialist. I can't do what you do in my field. So like my benefit was train more FTP, get better at being able to, you know, create some break and then just hammer it more than the group goes. His was increase the FRC but use it at the right time. So what is your benefit and how are you using it to yourself at racing? 
It doesn't have to be a race. What's the event? What's the group ride? Um, how do you lose? How can you increase something to make yourself lose less? So that's my soapbox of cost benefit. I like it. Um, I just have to say to the, uh, the, the last point we were talking about, just how the, when, if you're still kind of a beginner in some way, I just, man, it makes me think like cat three days. Those were the days, uh, <laughs> you know, cause, cause just, you're just like improving so fast. If you're working hard, you're, if you're consistently working and you're a beginner, you're going to just improve and you're like, why did that get better? It doesn't make sense. Um, but wrapping it up really quick. Yeah. I, and then I got to tell you a story. <laughs> you need to just, then I'll make this quick. You need to just think about what you can afford. If, if you're, if you're dead set on, being good at a certain thing, you need to just realize that it's going to affect something else. And you need to ask yourself, can I afford to give that up and still be the type of rider I want to be? Yeah. So my, my thing is you posted the other day when you were cat three, we were just getting to know each other, right? Yeah. Maybe like a couple of rides. That was like right when you started coaching me, it's like halfway through cat three. Oh, but I didn't coach you at cat skills. Uh -huh. I coached you when you moved to Tennessee. You were still coached by Hillemeyer then. Oh, so, okay. True. Because, you know, so here's the story. You posted the picture where we're talking Cat 3. If you follow Patrick on Facebook, he just posted the memory of his Cat 3 win at Tour of Catskills, which is a brutal race, okay? This guy wins the overalls at Cat 3. He's in the yellow jersey. Phenomenal win. Like, I remember when I – that was the first race when I was at Cat 3 that I went there, and I was like, oh, when you leave like your, your town, this, this sport gets very difficult. So we finished, I finished, I was doing the one, two race, bike Reg is there, Robin Carpenter's there. I forget who else, you know, that race, I would come in like 40th, 50th and airport road is the last day and devil's kitchen. And it is just like, I mean, I get dropped like two thirds of the way through I ride with like the other people that get dropped and just like really brutal. And I come back. I'm just like, Oh, so just like you get your teeth kicked in. You're totally exhausted. And I saw you in the yellow Jersey and Dave was so pumped. And in my head for like the split second, I was super <laughs> sour. And I was like, whatever dude, cat three. And then I was just like, Oh, you, <laughs> And then I became super happy for you. But I was so Jay for a second because I just got my face kicked in and you won. And I was like, my drive home sucks. Yours is awesome. <laughs> it was a good drive home. It's such a, and dude, it made me feel so in retrospect. At that time, I don't think it made me feel as bad as it did years later down the road in my head because you are the first person to be so happy when we win. Even because you understand the sport is a team sport and that whichever one of us crosses the line first, we win as a squad. And we just had – we weren't teammates yet. So I was just like, whatever, Cat 3. You've never told me that. No, Grace, I, I, I have told you that? I don't think you've ever told me that. No, I definitely did. I held it in close. And I saw that picture, and I was like, Brendan, don't be salty. Be happy. Give him that <laughs> That's hilarious. Cat I might not like the picture. Days. Living in your glory days. That's actually – speaking of glory days, we're closing on this Masters Cycling Training program recommendations check out the new blog but i talk about don't live in your glory days if you are a master cyclist i don't know go read the blog um, and by the way, man, I good, 
we'll, the reason I wanted to win Catskills so bad is because I read your blog. <laughs> I mean, I read that post. I remember reading that post. Always be blogging. Blogging for life. <laughs> I'm going to get that tap right here like Tupac. Um, all right. Well, we're going to close this out early. Thanks for watching. Hit us up. Patrick at Evoke Bike. Brendan at Evoke Bike. Um, share the content. And also, if you guys like this content, help us out. Um, this is super easy. I'm going to put this on the blogs now. If you shop on Amazon, click on this button and just buy whatever you buy. It doesn't charge you anything. We have an Amazon affiliate account. We literally get some pennies, but it helps us pay for the website. The website's getting more traffic, so we have to pay for more blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, we greatly appreciate it. And share this with one of your friends. We'll talk to you later. Bye. See you, dude. See you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.